Hello everyone and welcome to the IBU podcast. My guest today is Sarhat Petrosian, architect urban planner, founding director at SP2 Design and Planning, founder of Urban Lab in Yerevan and board member of Chamber of Architects of Armenia. Welcome. Hello. Uh, we're going to talk about architecture and what it means to be an architect. Uh, why did you choose this career? Why did you choose to become an architect? Um I think it was kind of a um, logical decision. When I was a kid, I was just playing a lot with Lego, as the majority of the kids do. But also I was just drawing the plans and then building them. So that was my mother's recommendation. I was thinking to become economist, historian, or architect. So I chose architect, but I went to, to the direction of urban planning, which is closer to the economy and history. Uh, so yeah, so... There wasn't something like really magical why I chose to become an architect. Oh, so you you combined the, these things that interest you, yeah. like economy and architecture and everything. You mentioned Legos. Mm. Uh, that was uh, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so you played with Legos and you saw that you have passion for that. It's not that I played, I continue to play. So usually, always I'm buying for my girls Legos first and then something else. That And I'm... I'm building them the first time <laughs> because <laughs> I, I can't I can't resist and then yeah no, I continue to play with Legos. Yeah, are they interested in architecture also? Uh, yeah, my older one is draws a lot, so there is like kind of intention. Following yeah. your footsteps, yeah. okay. Ho- ho- hopefully that, that that won't happen, but like we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think I- is necessary precondition that someone must have to enroll in the school of architecture and become an architect? Um, I think it's like um, architecture is um, quite like um, multi-layered um, and not. Um, it is quite complex profession. It's um, it's a source of like more than ten or fifteen kind of different disciplines that started from architecture, and it continues to feed different kind of disciplines. So new kind of architects are um, kind of professions are being formed, established. So I think it's crucial to have academic background. So from the history, we have some fascinating fascinating architect architects or examples, architecture examples that are were built, designed and executed without having um, a person behind it, an architect behind it, or person with architectural education. But I think uh, because of the development of the technology uh, and construction industry, now it became, it, it, it continues to become like more complex. So it's crucial to have that proper academic background. Okay, um, you have been on, on both sides, uh, on educational and, and professional uh, process. So what are, in your opinion, flaws and advantages of current educational programs in architecture? Uh, from this point of view, you, were, uh, you are um, doing it as a, it's in your work as a professional. Uh, how do, would you uh, say that are the biggest uh, maybe mistakes in, in, in education or lacks uh, in in current uh, educational process of our architects? I think the main discourse is about um, what we expect from architectural education. So in general, like if we generalize, there are two main different approaches. One, that the architectural education needs to 
teach how to think or um, it's it, it, it needs to give capacities or just technical kind of uh, knowledge to the future architects. I'm support of the first path. And um, so I think this is the main issue currently um, in the discourse of architectural education. So because like we can give a lot of technical knowledge to students, um, they can like really go to detail, have technical capacities to design something. But there is a kind of intangible something in architecture creation or a process of, of doing architecture. Uh, so this is something that you, you need to learn um, during the education. And it's mainly you get that, you learn that from, um, from dialogue between you and other professionals. So I think for me, the architectural education or architecture higher education are this platform when you meet different thinkings and during that process, you develop your own thinking. So I think this is the, the main challenge to protect kind, let's call it protect architecture education from industry to, because industry wants to have future te technicians, um, future quality, Call uh, future architects with quality of being able to design, um, but in the technical sense, not in the thinking sense. Uh, yeah. So I think yeah, this is the, the the main challenge, and I'm really like strong supporters of the first path. Uh, I've heard many times uh, this uh, saying, like to think like an architect. What does it mean? You, you mentioned this thinking. Uh, what does it actually mean? It's really hard to say, but. For me, it's like structured thinking, spatial thinking, and um, also for me, architecture, because like there is always this dispute, architecture is art, it's, it's science or something. For me, it's social science first. So this like, it's not like one kind of, it's, it's not one dimensional, so it's multi-dimensional process. So as I said, like spatial thinking, contextual thinking, social thinking, so like putting all this thing together is the complex thinking that we architects think that only we know how to think in that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what is the role of professional market in, in this educational pro uh, process? As you said, um, maybe they are trying to make these industrial architects, but um, how can we like combine these two things and maybe to make everybody happy? No, I think uh, industry needs to understand that uh, a person after graduation is not ready to do the design, which is from one, even from perspective of industry on the long run, I think it's even feasible for the industry because it's really bad definition, but you, cheap, you, you receive or you get cheaper labor because they don't know how to design, so they're coming to to, to, to learn, to learn, yeah. to, to learn uh, in the industry. This is what we have also in our chamber. So even maybe you can have degree in architecture, you can't become certified architect. So you need to have like working experience. So I think this is crucial that you go, you learn by doing all this, like um, this process. And in the industry needs to be patient and understand that. Um, so it's architecture is ex kind of experience-based um, discipline. And um, so whenever you give a hint um, to the 
architectural education facilities or institutions that what kind of professions you need, you will receive that after two, three years, not immediately. So you need, you really need to think in, in advance, advance yeah. and understand what's the next step. And then based on that, support ar uh, architectural education to, uh, to be able to have the expected results in two, three years. Yes. Uh, do practicing architects want to be involved in, in educational process? Yeah, of course. I think yeah, it's really enjoyable, fun process. It's also, it's also, it's not only fun, it's also like uh, a unique learning process because it's really interesting when different architects, different personalities, different individuals are thinking about the same topic from different point of, points of view. So I think um, architecture competitions and teachings uh, and pl plus architecture theoretical kind of uh, um, discussions that we can have in professional circles are the three main opportunities for architects to self-develop themselves. So I think it's really um, useful for any architects to be somehow connected to the teaching or in the ed educational process. Uh, you said that it would need two, three years for educational programs to adapt to the needs of, of the market. But do they even uh, try to, to follow these uh, needs of the market when it comes to architectural education? Um, how can we breach this gap? So like architecture is also about the long-term long -term planning. So when you're designing a building from the first idea, from the first sketch to final realization, it takes maybe two, three years in the best case so we have this cap we think that we have this capacity to think in advance so i think whenever we are just developing a concept architecture architecture concept that takes three years to to become to reality so it's more or less the same thing so we need to think okay what's what we, we want from architecture inst uh, educational institutions in the next three years so and it's not the case that one architect sitting in his office or her office can say so it's also like a dialogue between educators, be between tinkers, between other disciplines that are supporting architecture to find out how the profession will evolve. Um, what are the challenges of contemporary architects and architecture as profession and architectural education? Oh, it's a tough question. <laughs> but, um, I think um, I really like this topic that about 20, 30 years years ago in some countries when uh, computers became part of the design process there were some specific architects with the capacity of drawing to computers they were, they were called operators or something like that so uh, but now every architect works with computers so now i think the challenge is that using gis and bim technologies uh, geographical information system and building information um, management uh, that are new challenges. So it, these are becoming tools um, in architecture design, but we consider them different professions. So I don't know how it will be evolved. So on, from my current perspective, I think these are the separate professions, but you never know what will happen later on. Uh, so, but like these, at least these two are kind of influencing a lot for some architects to rethink how the design process should go. Like more or less, it was the same when with the, these computers, like these rendering tree modelings, became part of the design process. So many architects are combining these 
capacity with the design process, but in some cases, like people like me, we consider that different process. So there should be specific professionals that are really focused on that. So, but about like 100 years or 200 years ago, there was like architects who was like sculpture, painter, structural engineers. Now we have like plenty of professionals. So I think this is really nice process that um, architecture is kind of evolving and feeding different professions are meanwhile re-evaluating itself as a creative process. Mm, wonderful. Uh, how should architecture as a profession then be reinvented? Uh, you said you think these things need to be separate, different professions. Um, like digital thinking, of course, influenced a lot architecture and continues to influence. Um, also, there's the other process that in the last 20, 30 years, this um, sustainable development topic became part of our uh, our daily life. And that is like these two processes are going parallel and kind of pushing um, the the limits of re, re, reinventing or redefining what is architecture. Um, so the one like goes really like for the future, the sustainable development a bit takes us back from where we started. So I think like balancing these two processes and finding common ground between these two is the main challenge. And this is what um, architects really need to find how they bring these two processes um, together. Um, let's talk about the, the project now. Mm. Uh, what is uh, your role in, in this project? My role, like my institution that I'm representing here, is that trying to feed the process, um, as I said, the expectations of industry. Of yes. course, there isn't like the industry is like homogeneous. It's not, it's not homogeneous thing. So there are different architects have different expectations, but um, we are also trying not only present our uh, point of view, also like industry as a whole. So trying to do the process that I was saying that like okay, what we are expecting from our, our architectural education institutions in three years, four years. Um, I think it's really crucial, and I think it was really wise to uh, invite us to be part of this process, yes. which is really interesting for me personally and also for, for the industry. Yes, we need to combine the industry and, and uh, universities and education process to give to get the best result uh, out of this mm -hmm. project and everything in general. So can you make parale parallels or uh, the similarities between Armenian and Bosnia and Herzegovina as well as uh, European Union educational programs? What are the differences, similarities? Yeah. And th it's, it's a bit like difficult because I don't know that well the Bosnian context especially in uh, education, although like the, the, the colleagues uh, representing Bosnian educational institutions, we spent plenty of time together um, uh, developing this uh, curriculum, etc. Et but I think, uh, as I said, the, the, the main challenge of like what kind of, what kind of expectations we have from the future architects. And the other thing is that um, we should not overestimate the existing um, Western or um, EU kind of um, educational capacities. Of course, for many years, they, they had like more opportunities to develop themselves, but I think there is something that we can also give them 
And I think this process is like both two-sided, let's say, giving and getting something. And receiving, yeah. Uh, so um, I think that um, in the long run, but also there's another thing that always I'm, I, I noticed because I'm involved in many projects in EU. So the countries like Armenia, Bosnia, when we don't have really established institutions for um, there isn't like strong uh, traditions, so we are more flexible to accept new if we compare with other like more established, let's call them institutions. So I think it's an opportunity. In some cases, it's a challenge because we don't have that resources, that history, but also like we are for more flexible. So I think we need to use that the best in the best way for development of our educational processes. So we do have some advantage. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, what would you recommend to students of architecture? What experiences or skills to focus on and obtain for their maybe future work? It's really hard to say. The, my, 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 my recommendation, if it's, you can call it recommendation. Maybe some advice. Advice is like always travel as much as they can, read, as much as they can and just um, fight or discuss uh, hardly um, about 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 their profession about their points of view it's it's fine if you change your your your, your thinking how your approach is during the time but at each moment when you are representing your position you should be really confident and fight for that till the end so i think like combination all this things will be really helpful for them. Uh, how important it is for them to travel and to see the world? It's crucial. You can, like, this is the main, the best, and the deepest way of learning. And the most interesting, I would say. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Uh, thank you for this podcast. Thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed in, uh, your, your time here in Sarajevo. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yes, it's not my second time. It's, it's not my first time. It's my second time. I really enjoyed that. And I hope that I will have more opportunities to enjoy Bostia. Thank you very much. Thank you.